This is Defender Radio. I'm Michael Howie, and this is Defender Radio, the podcast for wildlife advocates and animal lovers brought to you by the Fur Bearers. Humane Canada's Summit for Animals is approaching, and it's sounding like it's going to be their best yet. The annual conference is going to include in-person events in Banff, Alberta, in conjunction with a broad variety of online presentations. Formerly the National Animal Welfare Conference, the Summit for Animals is reaching well beyond Humane Canada's foundations as the Federation of Humane Societies and SPCAs. I'll be speaking with attorney Rebecca Bretter about the Stanley Park Coyotes and other related issues. My boss, Leslie Fox, will be on a panel about fur farming. And we're all excited at the wide range of topics and opportunities to learn. To share more about this conference, its evolution, and what attendees in person and online can expect, Humane Canada's Natalia Hansen joined Defender Radio. The, the logical place to start is to talk about Humane Canada sort of in a broad sense and then get into the summit for animals. So could you tell us a little bit about Humane Canada? For sure. Yes. So Humane Canada is the Federation of Humane Societies and SPCAs in the mm-hmm. country. We represent the largest animal welfare community in Canada. So we bring the sector together. We advocate for animal welfare at the national level. And we advance the welfare of animals with, of course, having a strong national voice by promoting the interests and concerns of animal welfare to government, policymakers, industry, and the public. Humane Canada Summit for the Animals is a huge conference. I remember uh, years ago hearing about it and thinking, that sounds really big and great. And every year it has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. But why don't we start, if you can, a little bit about the origins of the conference. How, How did Humane Canada get involved with running this national conference? Yeah, for sure. So this conference, conference, which by the way, used to be called the National Animal Welfare Conference. Mm -hmm. And this year we've rebranded it to Humane Canada Summit for Animals, has been around since 2014. So Mm -hmm. this is the ninth year we're hosting it. And this is something that um, our current CEO, Barbara Cartwright, um, she launched in 2014 as a way of getting the animal welfare sector together under one roof. So the event used to travel around Canada year after year. So we would host it one year, let's say in Toronto, we've been to Calgary, we've been to Montreal, we've been to Vancouver. And then of course the pandemic happened. So 2020, we were this close to going to Victoria and we couldn't go. So we did the event online in 2020 and 2021 as well. And then this year we're hosting it in a hybrid format. So it means we have an online component where people can join from anywhere in the world. They don't even have to be in Canada and they really can be at home on their bed, on their couch, in the kitchen, making food, whatever. We're not watching them. It doesn't matter. Very accessible. And then we're also getting together over two days in Banff, Alberta. So we're all very excited because this is the first time that we're bringing the sector together under the same roof in three years. Now, of course, because of the pandemic, we're hosting the the Banff portion of the event in a smaller capacity. Mm -hmm. In the past, we would welcome 400 to 500 people. This year, we're hosting up to 250 people just because of restrictions around large events. But yeah, we're very excited. So all of May is Summit for Animals Month. 
And it's incredible that it's it's an entire month of events. And I think one of the, the important aspects of this to talk about is there could be an impression that this is very, very focused on humane societies. And I think traditionally there has been a lot of content that is the origin of the organization. Uh, however, it is so much more than that. And it has been for a while. Uh, what kind of diversity exists and what drove the want for that diversity coming from a place that probably focused more on you know, typical domesticated companion animals? Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, the first point I wanted to make is you're right. All of the uh, month of May is about the Summit for Animals. So we wanted to be able to provide people with the opportunity to attend sessions throughout mm -hmm. the month. In the past, we've done the event just say two to three days in a row. But we heard from our attendees, we really listened to the feedback that people give us after the event. And they were saying, you know, it's hard for us to take time off work or, you know, get childcare or things like that. So we said, okay, what if we have shorter days spread across the month and then that way people can just kind of mark their calendars, look through the schedule, see what sessions they want to attend and try and make the time to log in live to watch them through the event platform. And even more than that, even if they can't catch them live, they can watch the recording for 60 days post event. So that's really cool. And then in regards to the program content, yes, you're right. So originally when the event started back in 2014, it really was a conference for humane societies and SPCA. So we were talking talking about animal sheltering, um, animal shelter medicine, adoption trends, et cetera. But as we kept going through the years, we realized that there was a demand for more than that, for really broader topics in animal welfare. So this year, of course, we're going to have uh, sessions on the future of sheltering. We're going to have new developments in animal welfare. We're going to have sessions on animal sentience, diversity, equity, inclusion, and reconciliation in an animal welfare context. That's awesome. We're going to be talking about action, advocacy, and government relations. And lastly, leadership and management. So there really is a little bit of everything for everyone. Yeah, and the fur bears are participating in two separate uh, panels or events. I'll be speaking with Rebecca Bretter about Stanley Park Coyotes, and I'll be speaking about the communication aspects of it, and she'll be speaking to the legal aspects. And Leslie Fox, our executive director, will be part of a panel on fur and fur farming, I believe. So it is, it's a really broad uh, range, and I think it's so important to bring people together under this umbrella, as you said, even though we all have our specific focuses, we all have our independent goals. Overall, we're all very much striving for the same concepts and the same uh, outcomes, which is just better lives for animals in Canada overall. So there's a yeah. lot to learn from each other, too. And, and is that something that you have found in you know, if you have maybe more of a specialization in one area, hearing mm -hmm. from someone in another sector or another part of the sector maybe helps get new ideas or gives you a new angle to look at an existing issue with. Absolutely, 100%. And you're right in what you're saying, Mike. At the end of the day, we're all concerned about the same thing, which is the welfare of animals. Whether we're working with companion animals or we're working in advocacy or we're working to enact um, stronger policies to protect animals, at the end of the day, it comes down to the welfare of animals and the humane treatment of animals. 
And I absolutely agree. If if you're attending this event, you may be a person who works at an animal shelter and you may think, well, do I really need to hear from the fur bearers on this issue? Well, I think you do, because it's not just about the topic of the session, but it's also about, okay, what are they doing at that organization? Um, how are they handling this thing? Okay, for instance, you're going to be talking with Rebecca Bretter, and as you just said, you'll be speaking on the communications aspect of the situation um, of coyotes in, in Stanley Park in Vancouver. So let's say someone who works in the communications or marketing department at a Humane Society or SPCA, they may be able to hear from you and say, oh, wow, I really like how Michael Howie from the Fur Bears handled that part, how they you know, spoke to the media, things like that. So you never know what you can really learn uh, that really goes beyond the subject of the session. And not to mention too, the, the networking, right? So. Mm-hmm. Even for those people who are not joining us in Banff or are only joining online, there will be opportunities for networking. So you'll be able to strike up a conversation and you know see who, who are the attendees and think, okay, I really would love to talk to so-and-so from this place, from this organization, from this human society, and pick their brain. How are they working on this? What do they think about that? So yeah, absolutely. It's important to broaden our understanding and our knowledge of several animal welfare issues so that we can keep working together. Yeah, it's great. And that's, again, for me, my background being journalism, I I am very rarely an expert in anything. My job is to talk to experts. And I absolutely love that. I mean, again, that's it's my favorite part of my job and always has been is just getting to hear from different people about their interest and experience and how Mm -hmm. that relates to the broader picture of it all. And I, I, for me, that's just how I learn and grow as an individual, let alone professionally. So for me, going to these are great. And the other aspect of what you raised for the networking that I have really enjoyed is seeing someone else ask a question that I hadn't considered um, and then following up with them later. Right. So it's, oh, I saw Natalia from Humane Canada ask this awesome question about that. I'm going to reach out and say, do you have more information on this? Or I'd like to learn more about what you were saying. It's just, it's a great way to, again, just sort of diversify your interest and your ability to uh, learn from different people. Exactly. And yeah, that's exactly just it. When we're attending the sessions, uh, somebody else may come up in the chat or, you know, raise their hand and say, okay, what do you think about that? And you're like, oh, I haven't thought about it. Or, you know, from that angle, I really want to keep talking about this topic with this person so you can continue that conversation even after the session ends. Uh, And what are the other aspects in Banff? Are we going to be doing tabling? Are there opportunities for things like that as we would see at traditional events? Yeah, so Banff, again, extremely excited. I personally can't wait to get together with Mm -hmm. the the sector, again, in a smaller capacity because we can only host up to 250 people. But yeah, so we're going to start with a social networking event on the evening of May 11th. So it's going to be fun, relaxing, just really a way for people to kind of connect, get to know each other, break the ice. We're going to have fun. We're going to have... signature cocktail drinks we're gonna have a photo booth our sponsors will be there and then on thursday may 12th is when we uh, kick off the sessions Mm -hmm. and absolutely we're gonna have plenaries we're gonna have workshops some of those workshops are actually exclusive for those people who are joining us in Banff, they will not be live streamed for our online attendees and they will not be recorded. So really cool if you want to attend those workshops, you must come to Banff. Um, And yes, we're gonna have an interactive activity as well where we're gonna be breaking into smaller groups and we're gonna have a topic for each specific table. So for instance, 
the topic of mental health or mm -hmm. the topic of staff retention uh, or on the subject of marketing and communications. And so it's really cool because we'll be able to brainstorm together in smaller groups on this particular uh, topics and make it really interactive. We really want to make this event um, just as, as hands-on as possible for our attendees, rather than us just, you know, preaching and talking, but really hearing back from our attendees. How are you doing? How are you handling the situation? What can you bring to the table? What can we learn from you? That's also what we want. Well, and I think after, uh, it'll be over two years at that point, um, the, the need to be in a room with other people is very real. And I can say, again, just from the improv playing I do, trying to do it online versus being in a space with people, it yeah. is an entirely different experience. And while I'm very yeah. much looking forward to online, I can't make it out to Banff this year, and I'm jealous of everyone who is going, <laughs> uh, but very much look forward to seeing the pictures and hearing some stories about people getting together. Because again, I mean, when we've hosted live events, um, when I've gone to live events, that's one of the best parts is connecting with people mm -hmm. um, and, and just being in that space together and experiencing something together. Yes, exactly. That's just it because you really uh, feed off that vibe and that collective yeah. energy. I had um, a lovely woman, uh, Cassandra Nordal. She's in Thunder Bay, Ontario, and she's attended our event year after year for about five years. So I asked her a couple weeks ago, I said, hey, Cass, would you give us a testimonial, you know, from an attendee perspective? And something she said is, you know, when you attend this event and you walk into a room, you feel understood. You are with people who are like-minded. Yeah. And again, we may be working in several areas, but at the end of the day, it comes down to the welfare of the animal. So we have all of that in common. So I have no doubt that the energy is going to be high. The vibe's going to be high. We're all going to be excited, happy to be together because it's been too long. It's been too long and yep. we were so close to going out to Victoria, BC in 2020. Uh, and then the you know pandemic happened, so we had to cancel that. So three years later, we're finally getting together and we'll definitely be posting lots of photos, uh, updates on social media and giving people a lot of FOMO, fear of missing out for those who can't be there. <laughs> Just crippling regrets. That's what I want from my uh, summits that I don't get to go to. Crippling regret. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, now, folks who do want to get involved, they want to attend, they want to be in person or online. What is the best way to go about getting the details and getting themselves tickets? Yeah, for sure. So all the information is available online, so they can type humanecanada.ca slash summit, S-U-M-M-I-T. We have all the links on our social media. We're constantly posting about it. Um, so you can find all of the information there. You can read uh, who the speakers are, really read through their bios. Mike, you're a speaker yourself. Yep. Um, we have over 50 speakers. Some of them are returning, some of them are new, but we're always trying to uh, acquire the brightest, most talented leaders in animal welfare. I recommend that they look through the schedule to really get an idea of what kind of sessions we're going to have. As I said before, we have sessions on animal sentience, diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, policy, leadership and management, etc. So take a look because we have over 35 sessions as well. And yeah, we have we still have some availability to attend in Banff. However, it's selling out very quickly. We're 
were quite pleased, to be honest, with the response because we thought, you know what, we're just getting back together in person. I don't know how people are going to respond. Maybe it's going to be slow. No, it has not been That's like awesome. that at all. Yeah, tickets are selling like hotcakes, which clearly shows that the sector is itching to get back together. And also, who doesn't want to come to Banff? Banff is one of the most beautiful towns in Canada. So yes, there's still room to attend in Banff. However, again, act quickly. And again, yeah, for those who cannot make it out to Banff, you can still register to attend online only for $49.95. So that's, Ooh, that's decent. Steal. Yeah, for that's that number very... of events, that's a good price. Exactly. Um, and and those folks who who aren't sure about that, you can always buddy up with someone and sit on mm -hmm. the couch and watch it together. That's always a great opportunity yeah. too. Absolutely. My final question is: in the background of the website, there is a corgi video, and I'd like to know if that corgi <laughs> is going to be at the event or online or anything, because I would like to squish their face. You know what? It's actually a good point you make. So I, I do have to say a disclaimer: that corgi uh, is probably a paid actor. Oh, uh, we don't know him heartbreaking. or her. <laughs> I've been watching that video in the background of the website this whole time. And every time he comes up, I'm like, oh, I'm going to squish you. And then I have to ask you a question instead. And Well, but you know what? Funny you say that because um, at the in-person part of the event in Banff, uh, one of our sponsors, Alberta Animal Rescue Crew Society, mm -hmm. also known as ARCS, they're sponsoring um, relaxing lounge. Listen to this full of adoptable puppies. What? I believe they may have cats as well. I'm not quite sure yet. We'll, we'll confirm that, but for sure there will be dogs. So, you know, if someone needs a little bit of a, uh, a break and they just want to go and squish something fluffy, <laughs> they can go to a That's lounge an amazing right idea. at the event venue. Yeah, we're quite excited about it. I told my coworkers, I said, if you can't find me at any point, that's because I'm there squishing all the dogs and taking selfies and mm -hmm. wing and cooing over them. Um, so yeah, there will be live animals. <laughs> <laughs> all right. To find out more about Humane Canada's Summit for Animals, visit humanecanada.ca or follow the links in this week's show notes. I want to thank Natalia for sharing her time and hope many of you are able to attend the conference, particularly if you come to my presentation. Remember to like and subscribe to Defender Radio wherever you listen and to write a review on Apple Podcasts or the Facebook.com Defender Radio page to help more people find the show. You can also follow me on Instagram at Howie Michael and on TikTok at Defender Radio. Until next time, I'm Michael Howie for Defender Radio and the Fur Bears, thanking you for listening and for your kindness.